Tom Chaloux recording here from his basement, but I'm just doing an audio version. I just didn't have the wherewithal to set the camera up. I'm doing it later. And uh, so I thought I would get to a podcast here because I wanted to do something because I hadn't posted anything last week because I was doing comedy all week. So I was at the Stress Factory. I was in New Jersey last Sunday. As anyone who's been looking at my social media knows, I was at the Stress Factory in Jersey on Sunday, and then I was at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport Thursday through Saturday, five shows, one on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday. So it was a real stand-up weekend, and it really felt like the old days, life on the road, you know? And uh, so I did some posts about that. Uh, You know, there wasn't any live streaming of stand-up or anything, but I was just posting about my weekend on social media, and I thought I would do a little audio update here. It was great to get in front of a crowd, get in front of faces. I opened every set by saying, I'm so glad to be seeing faces, and everyone was just smiling ear to ear and applauding. I mean, they were applauding because I I had just gotten up on stage, but then they re-applauded. They burst into applause when I said, I'm so happy to see faces, because they too were glad to be in a crowd of people. And it was a crowd. It was a crowd of people. They were all at their tables. I could see their faces because according to regulations, you can wear your magic mask into the club and then you sit at your table and that's when you can you can reveal your face. The government allows you to take your face covering off during the show, ostensibly because it's like a restaurant regulation because you're eating and drinking, right? Uh, so if this were a theater, like when they're when they're going to open the Broadway shows, I'm sure they're going to have masked people in the audience. I mean, it's patently absurd. The We can talk all day about the ridiculous rules and how they're unbelievably inconsistent across all different industries and situations and everything like that. None of them make any sense. So why are they happening? Obviously, uh, there are many theories to that. Some tend toward the... the um, conspiratorial. And I am not a conspiracy guy because things aren't really planned in that way. Just like the ship of state is like a big, big ship on the ocean and it's hard to turn it. You know, if there's an iceberg ahead, you turn as hard as you can, you hit the iceberg. Uh, You can only turn so fast in a big ship and Uh, big countries and big movements like this whole COVID thing, when it came on, it was like an enormous ship that we, we spun the wheel. I'm getting lost in my own analogy here, but it was like the Titanic. We saw an iceberg coming and we spun the wheel. We should have hit it head on. We spun the wheel. And for the past year, we have been scraping along the side of that iceberg that was right ahead of us, iceberg right ahead. We thought we could avoid it with all our different medical interventions and all these brilliant people thinking they're the smartest people in the world and the public policy people, and they all made decisions, and their decisions stacked upon each other to form what is ridiculous policy, obviously, but it it ends up not really being the conspiracy that a lot of people, a lot of people look at it and they say, it's unbelievable, it's unbelievable, Look at the people who got rich this past year. Bill Gates got so much richer. Um, Facebook, 
so much richer. All the high-tech companies, Google, everybody uh, got so rich. All the white-collar people were able to have wonderful jobs and salaries from home, and all they got to do is tune into Zoom. And the law firms got rich because they're all working on COVID policy and everyone. And who got uh, shafted? The, the, the worker, the, the average guy, and the Great Reset and all that stuff, right? So is the Great Reset some kind of centralized thing that Bill Gates plans in his evil lair in, in Davos? No, it's not. I don't believe it is. I mean, I'm always up for having that conversation, but how did it happen? Well, it, it happens because, yes, it's, it's, it's bad. Big tech is bad, and they're behaving badly. Big, meta, big pharma is bad, and they're behaving badly. The politicians are behaving badly. But they're doing it in a way because they say, well, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help. I am going to help because I'm going to have, I'm going to come up with non-pharmaceutical interventions that change people's behavior and it's going to stop people from dying. Well, no, it, it didn't help. Your non-pharmaceutical interventions hurt people. It hurt people, it killed people, and uh, without a doubt killed more people and will continue to kill more people than COVID-19 ever did, right? Uh, the same for politicians. They pass laws that hurt people. The... Uh, a big tech is hurting people because they want this to continue. Why? They, they want the pandemic to continue because they love death? No. This is how they make their living, creating solutions for people to interact with each other digitally. So Facebook is like, well, we're just, you know, we're here to help during the pandemic. Well, they're there to help, but this is how they help. Okay, this is what I was going to get to. My event at the uh, the Stress Factory in Bridgeport. Tom Shalou live at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport. I created an event on Facebook, and I posted it, and then you can invite people to it. Okay, uh, people reached 1,011 uh, over seven days, and um, so it, it has all the information for, for me. People can't see it when they go on the thing. What they do see is a big banner ad that says, so it says, Tom Shalou live at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport. And then there's a big ad that takes up, if you're looking at it on your phone, basically half the page. There's a big ad that says, stay up on coronavirus information. It's all up to you to slow the spread of COVID-19. Everyone, including young and healthy people, should avoid large gatherings during this time. So in order to get to my ad... You have to close this ad out that tells you not to go to my show. Don't go to Tom's show. Now, did Facebook see my show and want to ruin my weekend? No. They have an algorithm that sees the word live. I'm assuming. I'm making this up, but I'm you know pretty sure this is the way they, they do things. Because it appeared right away when I posted the ad. It wasn't as if it went through review. And then I posted the, the, uh, uh, the post, the event. And immediately, a uh, guidelines thing comes up. Stay up to date on the spread of COVID-19. Everyone, including young and healthy people, should avoid large gatherings during this time. Why do they put that specific banner ad on, up on there? I think that their algorithm says anything that says live in it, anything that is, um, I mean, what other keywords would they be? Show, you know, that's not a virtual show, anything that has a place to it. So when I created the event, I wrote Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory Comedy Club in Bridgeport. So it has the location, 
Facebook knows what all these places are. Everything that it takes place in a live venue gets slapped with a warning that says, don't do this. It's not just, you know, uh, be informed. It's, it actually says the CDC is telling you not to go to this show. Now, why would they do that? Are they trying to destroy live entertainment because they have a, uh, you know, a deal with Google who's also trying to destroy live entertainment so that all entertainment can happen through Facebook? So that all future concerts, if you want to go to see Taylor Swift, you're going to have to go to see Taylor Swift on Facebook or on YouTube, owned by Google. Everything will be virtual. The tickets will cost maybe not as much. Maybe they won't be $75. Maybe they'll be $49.95. Because the virtual events, they're, they're, they're pretty pricey, these things. They're going to sell tickets all over the world. And the artist is going to do deals with them because they're like, wait a minute, I just did a Google Live show and I made the same that I make when I went out in the road and did like 22 dates across the country. Now, why is Facebook and Google doing this? Because they're evil? Maybe. I guess you could say they're, they're bad. They are really trying to take advantage of the pandemic. They really are trying to get people to not go to see my show because... They are trying to facilitate a world where everything is done digitally. Again, it's not planned by Bill Gates, but he's doing the same thing. Policymakers are all doing the same thing. This is why I think Republicans, Democrats, you know, both ends of the politicians in this country have been very cowardly with this COVID thing. Even the most right-wing of politician disappoints me when I hear them talk about COVID. Someone like Ron DeSantis. Wait a minute, Ron DeSantis? He's the one who opened up Florida and said, we're never going to have um, COVID passports. We're never going to require uh, COVID passports in order to, you know, live, whatever. Not good enough, Ron DeSantis. Not good enough. When Ron DeSantis speaks, he always talks about the data. We're opening up. We're opening up safely, and we're following the data. We're going to open our schools, and we're going to do it safely and follow the data. I don't like follow the data. I don't like follow the data. I want politicians who stand up and say, we will never make people cover their face because it's immoral. It is immoral to pass a law that humans have to cover their face. The, so the politicians have a bat on it. But they all did it because they're afraid, because they whipped up a panic. People got lost in the frenzy of the panic. And when, whenever you make a decision in a panic, just like the Titanic, when you spin that wheel to turn away from the iceberg, you're going to scrape alongside the iceberg. You're going to sink your whole ship. And that's what we did. So bottom line, what is the deal? What's to do? What's to be said? What's the conclusion the world is opening up. I had a great weekend at a comedy club. Huge. I mean, relatively huge. I guess as huge as you can you can get when your uh, venues are operating in half capacity or whatever. Nice crowds of people with smiles on their faces. Really ready to live their lives. And uh, so it was a great weekend, and I'm very positive about that and about the, you know, the week after 
that weekend at the club. We had great weather up and outside. We've been, I mean, I was, I was along the shore. I was, uh, you know, out with the dog in the, in the fields. I was just at the dog park yesterday. There was a bunch of people there and all in good spirits um, with their dogs. The past year is totally ridiculous, but we, we have to get out of the mindset of, of uh, anger, which I'm, you know, in a lot because there, there was a massive, it was a, it was a massive catastrophe, a man-made catastrophe. And my analogy about Titanic is so good. Uh, we should have hit the, the uh, iceberg head on. And people say, you can't do that. Everyone would have, you know, they, they, there would have been some initial death when you hit the iceberg. And then they would have, the boat would not have sunk. The boat would not have sunk. Rose and Jack would still be alive. <laughs> the thing is, what do you do now? Well, just attach yourself to rational people. People have emailed me and said, hey, what are the resources? Where should I go for, you know, because you can't, I mean, mainstream media and, and you know, even other media that's not considered mainstream. I'm not talking about right or left here. You've got to find really rational people. So where do you go to find the people who are rational? A- I-E-R is number one, A-I-E-R dot org. Do the dot org, not the dot com. The dot com doesn't exist. That's the American Institute for Economic Research. Every day, there's wonderful rational information. There's also a site called Rational Ground, which I'm pretty sure is run by the A-I-E-R people. They're all the Great Barrington people. The Great Barrington Declaration, which I'm sure you've heard of. If you haven't, you've got to search for that. Great Barrington Declaration. Read the entire thing. These are medical professionals and scientists, many, many of them. They're very smart. They're very rational. They're very real. They knew that all of this government intervention would fail. They knew it would fail at the beginning, uh, and they they announced it during this year, and they're still saying it. You open up AIER today. What's the first uh, article? Why is everyone in Texas not dying? Yeah, that's right with a list of people saying Texas is about to die, outbreak, it's going to, this is such a mistake, what they're doing in Texas, said the same thing in Florida. So, AIER.org, follow them. Also, if you happen to be a right-winger, follow a bunch of left-wingers who are part of Team Reality. Naomi Wolf is one of them. Naomi Wolf, famous left-winger. She, uh, follow her on Twitter. And if you don't have Twitter, just look her up and see what she's saying lately. Lawrence Fox is another guy. He's a liberal actor from Great Britain. He's running for mayor of London. I have said it before. There's no politician in this country that's as good as Lawrence Fox. Because all these other politicians, even the, the uh, you know, this idiot in Texas, there's the people saying, oh, this guy, Greg Abbott, he's going to get people killed. Greg, Greg Abbott stinks too. Because he shut down that state like a coward uh, because he was scared. He panicked. People, they all panicked in this country. Everyone, every right-winger, every left-winger. Um, so look up Naomi Wolf. Look up Lawrence Fox. If you, have, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I have a list. It's called COVID Trust. 
I, I don't know why I called it that, because it's really just interesting and good people to follow on. It, it, there's, it runs the gamut on, uh, you know, on... The, they don't all agree with each other. Everyone in my COVID trust, it's not all the same type of person. Um, the, but they are all interesting and worth reading outside of the, the nonsense. That none of them are as bad as Fauci and this gang of criminals, really. So follow if you're on Twitter. You can look up lists. If you know how to look up lists, if you don't know how to do any of this, don't bother because it's, I'm not going to explain it. It's easy. If you go on my Twitter, you can find that I have, I've made some lists and you can follow them too. So you can follow all the people I follow on COVID and you should look at that one, okay? AIER.org rationalground.com simple rationalground one word.com and then keep a good attitude about it because the world is opening up uh, these idiots have been proven wrong they won't admit it though that's the thing you're still going to be reading in the New York Times and in the Wall Street Journal uh, about how all of this lockdown stuff was necessary it was not they have failed lockdowns proven wrong mask mandates proven wrong they did not work at all, not one bit. They made life much worse. They caused more harm. They caused more death. Now, you could be screaming. You could be screaming and angry about this. Instead, try to keep a good attitude. I was just in a comedy club last week, and I was joking about all this stuff. Uh, I was trying to lighten it up. When you know that you are correct, you could lose your mind and you can scream and yell like the character in, uh, what's the character? Dr. Stockman in Enemy of the People by Henrik Ibsen. He knows he's right and it's driving him crazy. So he screams and yells and he becomes an enemy of the people. And eventually the play ends with people throwing bricks through his window and he has to, he has to flee from the town. A better way to do it is to know you're right, live your life, don't get into arguments with people. You got to remember, the people who are, and don't don't try to convince people who are in the panic. You just kind of have to. You have to look at the people who are in the panic, the people who are screaming, people who you pass by outdoors, and they say mask and things like that. They want you to put your mask on outdoors, or if you're on a hiking trail, if you're hiking up in the Catskills which I've done, and people walk by you and they, they, they hop off the path to avoid you because you don't have a mask on. Those people, you have to treat them like they, they are mentally ill because it's very, that's what, that's what they are. They're, they're suffering from a mental illness. They are in a panic. Uh, it was, it's not really their fault. People more powerful and organized than them caused them to be in this panic. Some of these people are very smart. The entire Editorial board of the New York Times, they're all in the panic. People who write for the New York Times, they all went to good colleges. They got straight A's. They have more degrees than me. They're mentally ill. They're, they're mentally ill people, and you have to treat them with compassion and just say, they're, they're, they, this person is, is suffering, and uh, you just smile and walk by them. <laughs> And then live your life, and and uh, this will all be clear to everyone at some point. 
they're going to go down kicking and screaming. They're going to pretend that th- that they uh, that they did not panic, but they did. They're going to try to pretend that they are the ones who vanquished COVID with their their many government interventions. They did not. They're going to continue doing that, but slowly, people will realize that that is not the case. So you got to keep a good attitude about it. I guess is the the bottom line. So uh, laugh about it. Remember that uh, the, the the you can be rational and you can be normal and you can be non-angry. And when people are getting crazy, you can just walk away. It's like the kids on the playground. I used to tell my kids all the time, walk away, walk away. He's doing this, walk away. He's not being fair. She's not being fair. Walk away. You got to walk away. Walk away. Have a conversation with someone who's thinking rationally. And the other people just say, hey, it's okay. All right, go ahead. You can, I understand. Don't buy into it. But I think it's all turned over. It's all going to turn. It's turning slowly. There's certain parts of the country. There's a lot of people who listen to this podcast and they say, Tom, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, people who probably live in Texas, Florida, Oklahoma, places that are not uh, still in a panic. New York's still in a panic. New York is still an insane place. When I go into Manhattan, I, I just, it is, it's like you're in an asylum. And uh, so you just have to, you have to deal with it, right? Press on, press on. So uh, I, I'm, I'm positive. You be positive too. All right, talk to you soon.